Hi guys, hope you're all well, hope you're all having a good week. Welcome to Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, gaming and sports. I'm your host Cal Duffy and in today's episode I'll be talking Halloween movies. I'm very excited to have my second guest on the podcast this week. In this episode I'll be joined by my brother-in-law and one of my best friends, Chris. We're going to be comparing and contrasting the old style Halloween movies versus the new. I've talked about wanting to do this in previous episodes but I wanted to get a guest on the podcast to actually discuss it with me to make the conversation a bit more interesting for myself and the listeners. So Chris will be joining me in a bit. Before he gets here, I wanted to get into a few things in gaming news and movie news this week. I wanted to share my thoughts and reactions on the new trailer for the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I'm a big fan of that gaming franchise, so I'm really happy to see a movie being made about it. I'm super excited to see it. The trailer looked amazing. I wanted to get into my thoughts on that. And give a bit of a detailed reaction. I also wanted to talk about a new game I'm playing. I mentioned previously that I bought several new games from GameStop for my birthday. I had a big voucher to spend so I got four separate games and I talked about previously playing Far Cry 6 and that I'm not that into it so far. So I switched it up yesterday and I started playing Ghost of Tsushima and I wanted to give my full reaction on that so far. I also wanted to talk a bit about the new Halloween movie. I went to go see it in cinemas this week with my girlfriend Leanne. I went to go see it because I was reviewing it on CRC FM. I was comparing and contrasting the newest Halloween movie versus the original. And I wanted to give my thoughts and my reactions to that movie. And my experience going to cinema to see it because I feel like watching a scary movie at home, you can always turn it off, go rest for a while and come back, amp yourself up to watch it again. But once you pay for that ticket in the cinema, you have to sit down and no one wants to leave halfway through and see everyone watching you get up and leave. It's embarrassing. So <laughs> I wanted to give my reactions on that movie and my thoughts on it. Okay, let's get into it. First things first, I want to talk about the Uncharted trailer. Obviously, so excited for this movie. I think the casting is on point with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I think both these actors can do no wrong at the moment. Obviously, Tom Holland with his role as Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe, he's become very popular over the past few years. He's proven himself to be a very talented actor and a charismatic one at that, kind of similar to Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling, you know. So I think it's a great call for him to play Nathan Drake. Obviously, he's going to play a younger version of Nathan Drake. So the movie is going to be set on the first game where Nathan Drake is introduced to Sully and they start going on all these adventures and heists and finding these lost cities and lost treasures so excited for this movie i hope mark Wahlberg does a good job as young sully because the game is already almost movie-like in itself i don't know if you ever played the uncharted games but they kind of play like movies already the voice acting in the uncharted games is amazing and the movie has to live up to high standards now so i'm glad that they are taking it seriously and casting charismatic actors in these roles that look like they could pull off playing these characters. Obviously, Nathan Drake is a very charismatic character in the games, so having Tom Holland tackle this seems like a good call. From the trailer, it looks like it's going to be action-packed from the start. I love the interactions in the trailer between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland as Sully and Nathan Drake. It seems like they're going to get right into the good stuff straight away. I'm just hoping that the movie will do the game justice because looking back in Hollywood we don't have a lot of good examples for movie adaptations to look at. 
you know, Mortal Kombat, for example, and the Mario game in the 90s with Bob Hoskins. Not good examples to look at, but hopefully the fact that we can do so much in film now with CGI effects and action-packed scenes, hopefully it'll do the movie justice. I'm cautiously optimistic. If you're like me and you love the gaming franchise, you'll obviously understand that Nolan North has played Nathan Drake for several years now and is the literal embodiment of Nathan Drake at this stage. So I personally would love to see this movie franchise do well so we could possibly get Nolan North to play a version of Nathan Drake on screen. I think that'd be so cool for him to play a movie adaptation version of a character he's voiced for years. I just think it'd be so cool. But again, I'm not holding my breath. I want to see how this movie does first, obviously. Hopefully it succeeds and does the game justice. Again, I'd always love to know your opinion on this. You can always leave me a message up on Anchor FM. Let me know your opinion and your thoughts on the trailer. Are you excited for it? Are you hesitant? Do you think the movie should be made at all? Or do you think the game should stay immortalized the way it is? Again, I'd love to know your thoughts. Leave me a message up on Anchor FM. Love to know what you think. On to a bit of gaming talk now. I want to talk about Ghost of Shima, a new game I'm playing. I started it two nights ago. I bought that game along with several others in GameStop. I had a huge voucher for in there. So I just bought a few games to cover all of my bases. But yeah, Ghost of Shima was recommended to me a couple of times by a close friend. And I had no real clue what it was about. He told me it was about ancient samurais, but no more than that. He didn't want to spoil anything. But upon playing it last night, I found out that it's based around the Mongolians trying to take over ancient Japan. And as a samurai, you're trying to stop them taking over your country. And the graphics are amazing. That's the first thing I noticed, obviously. The graphics in these games sometimes are so good. And Ghost of Tsushima is no exception. This game is beautiful looking. Very dark at times because it is somber you are trying to like fight back for your country but at other times the brightness of this game and the colorfulness in it is amazing like i said the graphics are so good the combat and the hand-to-hand combat in this and the yeah the combat and the battle scenes are amazing it's so entertaining to play and the storyline is so good very different from anything i've ever played i can say without a doubt i haven't played anything like this game before and i'm loving every minute of it I'm so glad that I bought a couple of games and not just Far Cry 6 because Far Cry 6, like I said, it's kind of letting me down so far. Again, maybe I should give it more of a chance. Let me know if you played Far Cry 6 and if it gets better or if you found it to be a disappointment. But yeah, I haven't gelled with that game right away. And normally when I don't gel with a game straight away, it's very hard for me to keep on playing it, obviously. But Ghost of Shima is hitting me on every level. And I'm loving every minute of it. I can't wait to play it again tonight. I'm also really looking forward to getting Pope Magic 22. I pre-ordered it on Steam. I'm looking forward to playing it next year. That game for me is so addictive. It's one of the only games that I can play constantly without getting bored besides FIFA. But yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that as well. Again, I'd love to know your thoughts on these games. What are you playing at the moment? Let me know if you have any gaming recommendations in terms of PS5 and PS4. And even Nintendo Switch because we have a Nintendo Switch here. And I'm always looking for games Megan and Leanne can play together on the Nintendo Switch. 
let me know what you're playing at the moment and let me know your opinion on Ghost of Tsushima, Far Cry 6, Football Manager. I'd love to know your opinions up on Anchor FM. I think my guest will be arriving pretty soon. Before he does, I want to talk really quickly about Halloween Kills. I went to go see this with Leanne in the cinema this week. I was reviewing it on CRC FM, comparing it to the old, not the old, the original Halloween movie. And I like this area in parts. It doesn't have a great rating online. It's 39% at the moment on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think it deserves a low rating, but maybe not that low, because there was areas of this movie that I did like. However, the writing does get lazy at times and a bit melodramatic. Some of the scenes, most of the scenes are overacted in parts. And another big part that I didn't like about this movie was the fact that I went to go see Jamie Lee Curtis taking on Mike Myers in a head-to-head confrontation. That never came. So I felt they wasted opportunities in this movie to make it great and just focused on elements that all modern Halloween movies do, which is gore, which is jump scares. And to be honest, Mike Myers is supposed to be really intimidating. His character is supposed to be really scary. But when you show a character too much in the movie, the intimidation is lost and the scariness is lost. Take, for example, the movie Jaws. People in that movie were terrified because they couldn't see the shark. The shark was always looming around and didn't present itself until the end of the movie. And when you actually saw the shark, you were then even more terrified because you had all this build-up. Mike Myers is seen too much in this movie. And because he's really present in the movie, his scariness wears off after a while. And it just becomes, oh, he's not scary. He's just really gory with the way he kills people. And... Mike Myers, when he is on screen, he is, there is an element of eeriness to him because he doesn't talk. He just walks towards you like a zombie that's built like a bodybuilder. But other than that, I found, because he was on screen so much, I wasn't as scared as I normally would have been with the old-style horror, mo- horror movies or Halloween movies. So that's another problem I have with it as well. But yeah, like I said, the gore is turned up to 11 on this, and I felt it wasn't necessary. They lingered on stuff they didn't need to linger on. And I think that's just the way horror movies are going sometimes. I think they feel they need to do that to keep people in seats, keep people watching. But I would have loved if there was a bit more substance than style to this movie. But that's just my opinion. Let me know if you've seen this movie, Halloween Kills, in the cinema or online. I would recommend watching it for Halloween if you have nothing else to watch. Maybe stream it online if it's available or go see it in the cinema. It is a decent watch compared to other horror movies of its genre, you know? So, again, I'd love to know your opinion up on Anchor FM. Leave me a voice message, let me know. What do you think of the Halloween franchise? If you're a fan, if you're a fan of scary movies in general, I'd love to know your opinion up on Anchor FM. Just a quick side note for this episode, if you're listening and the sound is a bit patchy in areas, I do apologise. I'm just guessing that it might be a bit patchy in areas for this episode because it is the first time I'll be using two mics and if there's any sound reverberance or echoes or anything like that or if it's patching areas i do apologize i'm still trying to find a way to make the sound as good as possible while using two mics but i'll learn as i go so hopefully this episode isn't too incoherent but uh, let me know on the up on anchor fm if you could hear it okay hey guys my guest has just arrived in the house now i have chris here he's my brother-in-law hey one of my best friends chris great to have you on the podcast Again, like I mentioned, we had a bit of mic trouble there. I'm still trying to figure out the fucking mics on this thing. It's going to be the fucking death of me. But I was trying, <laughs> I installed a app called Voice Meter. It lets me host two mics and 
that went sideways so the audio might be a bit louder but it's the only way that we can get it working so just bear with us but yeah we'll get into it we're going to talk halloween movies old and new favorite halloween movie to begin with oh god you know i knew that question was coming um i still think the one that scared me the most and that's what i think is my favorite it's how much it scares me um would still be hereditary hereditary yeah i didn't actually see that you were watching it we were out in your house and you were watching it alone in the sitting room like a fucking weirdo yeah but it was like, like, for, fun. My bucket list, so I had like to... for fun I like getting scared. No, no, fuck that. It's but, the, it's one of the only films I've seen as an adult that made me actually go, oh my God, and actually like like nearly shit myself. Okay, I'm assuming you're talking about... It's that scene. Okay, that, are we like the spoilers yeah. here or what? I don't think so. It's been out for a while. Yeah, we're basically where she has her head out the yeah, window. And so it, yeah, it's yeah, the, bitch, the bitch gets decapitated. I mean, she's her like... Her head she's is like decapitated old. from her head. She's eight years old, but yeah. Yeah. And but you know what? It's it's not even that. It's you're waiting for the response of the mother the next morning because you know she's gonna find it, and you're thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad." And it's just it makes you. It's such an uncomfortable watch. Yeah, I didn't realize it, but I didn't actually watch the movie. But I thought that happens like near the end. But it's actually at the beginning of the movie that happens. That's yeah. I I and, from watching it, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, great cast in that movie as well. You have. Tony Collette is the mother. Gabriel is it Gabriel Byrne or Pete? No, Peter, it is, no, it's Peter Gabriel. No, Peter Gabriel's a singer. I think oh, it yeah, is Ga- Gabriel Byrne. He's Irish. Yeah, yeah, Gabriel Byrne is the dad, and I think it's Nate Wolf or Nat Wolf, which is unusual actually. But, but I mean, Gabriel Byrne was good. Yeah. He really get, he really came across as this just I don't know skeptical uninterested kind of father and husband he, he didn't really buy into any of the shit like it was it was really well done well like the only other movie I've seen Gabriel Byrne in is End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he plays oh, a Christ. reincarnation of the devil so <laughs> how, I, long, how long ago was that? I don't know I feel like I was really young when I saw I feel like maybe it was I was 14, 15 yeah it's up on I don't know it's, yeah, it's up on Disney Plus he's come a long way since Arnold Schwarzenegger I think I know, but like, I love that movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, Gary Byrne has been immortalized in my eyes because of that. Seriously? No, but, you know, it's a good movie. It's a, Okay. It's I, probably I, the be- like one of the better movies, I think, of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I really like him in it. Because he's, uh, he's not like shouting at young children about what their daddy does. Who's your daddy? What's he <laughs> do? <laughs> I, I guess it, it, it's between either that now and if I had to go with horror films that I've watched the most often... Um, well, actually, no. You know what? My my second choice, just uh, you didn't ask me, but my second choice would be Train to Busan. Yeah, I want to know all. I want to know like, if you, if you, uh, have you seen Train to Busan? No, but I know of it. Oh if you have a list, I have you so, give me a list. Like, and then there's World War Z, which you I, watched that the last night. I, yeah, but I watched that was like my my fifth time watching it. I just, I mean, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie through once. I know what happens. I just don't want to watch it. Really. Yeah. You know what? I, I think. And plus, the whole movie is just an advert for Pepsi. No, the whole movie. <laughs> if anyone, that last scene. That, that last, last. Yeah, but like, come on, you're choosing Pepsi. But you know what? Like, it's. It, I Coca Cola all the fucking way. It was so explicit. They didn't even try to hide it. I respected that. It wasn't like. It's like an Air Force One with Harrison Ford but where he walks through with all the but Budweiser. But then he fucking. He stopped. I drank a can of Pepsi. In the middle of a fucking hospital infested with zombies. 
Sick not yet. Gonna drink a Pepsi. Gonna drink that real quick. Let's gonna solve all my problems. Because the label's facing the camera. <laughs> like fuck off. But they didn't even try to hide it. I love it. Yeah, that. it's kind of similar to the way Michael Bay has blatant advertising and promotion in what's the fucking Transformers. Yeah, exactly. The the last few movies he did, I think Samuel Tucci was in one of them, and they were advertising Powerade for the full fucking our mon- uh, Monster Energy drink. Stanley Tucci sold it though, man. I love Stanley Tucci. I love him too, but I feel like he sold his soul for just a, you know, no, I, not a few, like a few pounds, a few million. Uh, but can... like, I just think he doesn't do anything good. He just, he, he can act, just chooses not to. Okay. Is well, that a controversial I'm opinion? not going to touch that because I actually love that man. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, we'll like, I don't want to get set aflame by the Tucci gang. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of horror movies, what, what about you? Like, what, what, well, like I've said on this podcast before, I'm an absolute pussy when it comes to horror movies. And you know this. This podcast? Do you have a podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, like I just put this out and, like, people, uh, no. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've said on a few episodes, like, I'm an absolute pussy when it comes to... Oh, me too. Yeah. Like, and did you see the... Did you see the... The, the video. Your mom said it yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like her, it's us watching a horror film. Yeah. Like, just tell them. What, yeah, like, yeah. So, like, we have a WhatsApp for the family, WhatsApp, and my mom posted up two videos of us just terrified. They're watching The Nun, by the way. Yeah, The Nun. If anyone's seen The Nun, you'll understand. That movie is fucking terrifying. And you can tell it's early in the movie because I'm talking a lot. Yeah, we we do that to kind of make ourselves feel better. We're like cursing at the TV. I start start conversations during the movie so that I'm not (laughs) pissing my pants. I wish she got a video of what happened later on in the movie because later on in the movie, Leanne wasn't with us. And she came into the house and scared the shite out of me. Yeah. Like, I almost shit the cacks. Uh, I think, I think we both had, like, because we were clasping up to the hands. We had, like, nail marks because we were just yeah. holding so tight. Yeah. But that's how, we, that's how we tend to watch horror films when we're together. We just kind of, like, hold on to each yeah. other. Like, uh, the worst one was Amabel Hara. We watched down in my oh, bedroom. Man. And we... Some of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I can't believe that we were scared by a film with Ryan Reynolds in it. We weren't, yeah. I think Ryan Reynolds... No like, shade, by the way. I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, I think seeing Ryan Reynolds in a horror movie was like seeing Jim Carrey in a horror movie. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, but, again, if you remember, he was, uh, Jim Carrey's in, what was it, the number 13 or yeah, 13? 23. It, it, 23. That, well, that, it it like, worked. It did yeah, work. Like, that, like, that, 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 that's why I actually mentioned, like, Jim Carrey, because I actually watched the number 23. And that was less of a scary movie, more of, like, a psychological thriller. But Jim Carrey, like, he pulled it off, but... It wasn't one of his better movies, and I think it was because he's known for a certain genre. And I think when you try and break out of your genre as an actor, it's awful hard to be taken seriously. But I think that I I, I would take him just not going to go back to the Tucci gang thing, but like I would respect uh, Jim Carrey more for breaking out than Stanley Tucci breaking out of the genre of classic films to like make your shit stuff. Yeah, true. Um, the you're not getting sponsored by anything through him, like I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, Stanley Tucci. Solely sponsors this. He sends me money every week. So cool. But you have an in John Krasinski then. Having Stanley Tucci as a sugar daddy. Just so I can get to the big just so I can get to the big J in John Krasinski. Um, yeah, I don't even care about it. Do you think they hang out? Like I know that like they're no, I don't, I don't see what. I mean like they're friends because their wives are sisters. Mm. Yeah. I'd make more of an effort to be friends with John Krasinski. Oh, he would, yeah, but like... Speaking of horror... We, like, we don't know what Stanley Tucci likes. He might be like, I don't like you, John Brzezinski. 
you know, that kind of what, what the, the, did you see the recent, um, that, that's technically horror too, isn't it? What? That kind of, oh, um, the quiet quiet place. Place. I haven't seen the second movie, but I've seen the first, love the first. Killian Murphy's in the second one. Yeah, I think he was, I saw that he was cast in that simply because Emily Blunt and John Krasinski binge watched Peaky Blinders and he said, oh, I just need to cast him. I need to cast him. Uh, and I don't blame him because Killian Murphy is an excellent actor. He's amazing. Yeah. He's fantastic. Okay, my top horror movies. I was talking about Halloween a lot, the Halloween franchise a lot this week. Like I said, I went to go see the newest Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. Is that the last one in the, in the franchise? No, I heard it might be. I saw online there they've already uh, set a date for Halloween Ends in oh. 2022. So what's going to end in that? What's going to Halloween happen Ends too? Is it going to end? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween ends the aftermath. They won't fucking end that franchise. No, they no, can't no. because they. I feel like they've written themselves into a corner with that character because he's immortal, basically. He but can't he's kill not. him. He's not. The reason. <laughs> the reason he's not. I was shouting at the screen, decapitate him. Yeah. Someone told me to shush, and I was like, "You shush." <laughs> they need to kill him. We're all in danger. <laughs> um. This was the only movie, though, where I wasn't shouting at the screen. You're so fucking stupid! That's because you're in public place. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> and also, like, I was looking through my eyes for half of it. The, Is it scary? Because like, I, I didn't think that they were that scary. It's just The more... first 20 minutes are scary because they they lean very heavy on the jump scares, which I fucking hate. I hate that. It's so cheap. It works, but yeah. it's so cheap. But there's all the jump scares that they have. Mike Myers is in the... Is in the room. Yeah. So it's not like oh, someone um, someone's looking off into space, uh, and so uh, and they're tapping the shoulder, and there's a big thud, and like <gasps> there's, there's nothing like that. Yeah. It's and it's literally just like oh, they hear a thud upstairs, and Mike Myers is upstairs. That's basically it. That's basically. So there's no like crows flying out of cupboards or someone being like, hey, gotcha. You know, there's no <laughs> fucking stupid kids. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I. I... I I do feel more betrayed when it's a jump scare and it's like a bird flies out. Yeah. You want it to be legitimate. You want someone to die. Yeah. yeah. Make the jump scares purposeful. Um, I was thinking, I was talking, not thinking, I was talking about Haunting of Hill House. And the one thing I said about that was yeah. the jump scares were purposeful. And that was, an, that was, that, I thought both were, but did you see the I've second seen, one? I've seen the second the one. Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. I, I didn't think the second one was as scary, but I thought it was... And I wanted to talk about this today, actually, when I knew it was coming on, because <clears throat> I thought that The Haunting of Bly Manor was really good in a very unique way, that it, it really blended this this idea of, you know, I don't know, dra romantic drama, you know, with the couple at the yeah, end. Yeah. And it was very sad. Like, I actually got emotional at the very end when I found out what happened to them. By the way, spoiler. Yeah, by spoiler. I mean, is it... Is, it's not Hilary... She looks like Hilary Duff, I always think. But she's not Hilary Duff. <laughs> Am I alone in that? Does she look uh, like Hilary Duff? Victoria Pedretti. Oh man, is that her name? The only reason I know that How is you know because that? I I reviewed Haunting of Hill House up on CRC FM and I had to know the names. <laughs> you had to do your own I one. had to know the names. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, who's in this? I don't know, you fucking look it up. Um, That's a yeah. plug, plug for CRC FM though, right uh, there. Victoria Pedretti, I've plugged them a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I... Look, I respect what they did and I thought it was good. A, it wasn't as good as Haunting of Hill House. No. And B, I, I'm not a fan of people blending genres that much. I think, do horror, 
or don't yeah. don't mix it with don't I don't want to feel sad at the end of a horror film. I want to be scared shitless. Yeah. And that's what it was. You know you know the the the, the woman in the first one that turns out to be her? Yeah. You've seen her own ghost? Ben neck lady. That was the Ben neck lady. The Ben neck lady was the scariest fucking thing. Yeah. Where she keep going, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. Blind Manor doesn't scare you like that. No. It's even like the twist at the end. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away. I'm trying not to give away spoilers these days. I'm terrible for that. Is it your one in the in the in the well? No, it's just about the kids and like um oh, yeah. you, you want them on the well as well. Like, but I saw that coming. Everyone on the ground. Like I saw I saw the kid thing coming, but like I was still kinda like, Okay, yeah. I get it. But I think bottom line, what I'm trying to say is you're right in terms of it wasn't as good because they did blend it too much. Yeah. They tried to blend love stories and drama filled moments with horror and the horror didn't get you as much because of that. Became secondary. Whereas in Haunting of Hill House, it's horror, 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 and then at the end some nice stuff and some love stuff. Because they built um, they built the character as well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a good character and your connection to them, that should be that should come through no matter what you're doing. Yeah. But I I felt that they just they just, look you don't go into watching a sequel of The Haunting of a Clouds expecting anything other than horror. And I think that it was just maybe mistimed. But look, yeah. it wasn't bad. I just didn't like the way they did it. I was almost going to turn the first episode off and say we're not watching it. Why? Because I bonded so much to the characters they played. And I oh. thought the acting in the first season, Haunting of Hill House, was fucking excellent. I loved every single character. All the actors did so well. Henry Thomas as the dad, and even I, I don't know the name of the older actor that played the older version of the dad in Haunting of Hill House. But that scene at the end, like I, I I've already said on this on, on an episode. Yeah, it was sad. I, like I, I like that was that was a cry for me. I, I had a good cry at that. And mom coming in being like, "Oh, why are you watching this? Turn it off." I'm like, "Just let me have that moment. <laughs> I never cry. Just let me cry." And you cry like, Tarzan though, right? Have yeah. you talked about Tarzan on this podcast? No. But like they don't need to know that. You'll be I... inside of me. No, that's not it. That... You, you'll be inside my heart. Get it fucking right. <laughs> don't butcher. Don't butcher. Don't butcher. Sorry. Oh, what's his name? Phil Collins. Don't butcher. I was about to say Phil Jones. Like fucking the footballer. Don't butcher Phil Collins. <laughs> God damn it. You show him some respect. See how steady he is when I mention Tarzan? He's. I can see the tears in his eyes already. They're not. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. But um, yeah, I... I thought that the whole anthology approach is clever. I'm not a fan of that either. It's like, have you ever seen American Horror Story? They do the same thing. No, because I don't want nightmares. But yeah, it's we... not scary. Okay, thanks for telling me that. I fucking walked out of Van Helsing twice. You did not. Is yes, this? I did. Hang on, is this Van Helsing with um with you, Hugh Jackman? Jackman? Yeah. Shut Why? the fuck up. Shut the front door. Seriously. And then you open the back door because I'm going out there. You didn't. You you. I walked out twice, and I made people walk out with me. Do you get scared of Hilton? Yeah, of course it's going pussy. It, but it's it's not sc- Oh wow, okay. Yeah, but I was young when I was like Okay, fair enough. I was but, like two when I was <laughs> But I I, no, I was, I was is, like fifteen. I don't think that I don't think that maybe it's meant to be all that scary either. It's kind of maybe it's a weird take on the genre. It's very clever. I think it gets a bit old, but also the, the anthology approach where you see the same actors play different roles. That don't kind of like mess. That. No, I don't, don't like, like that. I don't, don't like, like that at all. That's why I, like I said, I almost turned off Haunting a Blind Man. I was like, fuck it. I have to like, not, not the whole, 
it wasn't even like oh the, all the casts are back there's different roles no some of the casts are back and oh, even that I didn't like yeah because I thought like that cast had such chemistry and even if they came, they all came back on their playing different roles I'm like oh yeah that chemistry's still there but you didn't bring some people back no how they rude how rude they didn't bring back two, two of the sisters mm. and the only people they brought back was um, Victoria Pedretti Henry Thomas and the twin her twin yeah. in it yeah but like he's he's actually Scottish. Actually, yeah. He's either Scottish or English. He's one like I think he's English. But like yeah, again, I just that annoyed me. Mm. But again, they had Carla Gugino back, the mother. Oh yeah. Spy kids, anyone? Um Oh my god, I just realized that's her. Yeah. Well how she didn't age. No. It's like fine wine. <laughs> it was fine wine age. I mean, good cheese. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I think I think someone would rather be called fine wine than you, you're like good cheese. You're like good cheese. <laughs> old and smelly. She tastes good and a hard exactly. rind. Oh yeah, <laughs> Carla um, Gugino, and like again, she is kind of doing the rounds. Not doing the rounds, but like she's kind of dipped her toe into the horror. She did Gerald's game. Yeah, you're right. That. She she hasn't really been as prominent uh, in the last couple of years, but then she's come back. Yeah, yeah. Horror yeah. suits her. Yeah. Do you see Jero's game? Yeah. Fucking intense. And um oh there's a guy in it who has gigantism. This is just a sub note. But he's like he's the moon man in it and she thinks he's a hallucination, but he's actually a escaped, escaped convict convict who killed his sister. And she has to go on trial to testify against him. And he confronts her and like she's in the, he's in the courtroom and she, she confronts him and she's like oh you're smaller than I remember I'm like bitch he's like fucking seven foot yeah he's still massive the reason I bring it up is Leanne thinks I'm obsessed with people with gigantism really you think, maybe you were I am not why are you so upset why are you so defensive because I'm already defensive about it because Leanne's like oh that's what gets your dick hard I'm like no it's not <laughs> no it's not <laughs> Like she's like, oh, like it's okay. Everyone has a fetish. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking Is about? Is this because you're 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 too tall? Is that the problem? No, it's because I watched the Andre the Giant documentary twice. Oh, does he do it for you? He should do it for everyone. In all fairness, um, sub note: If any haven't watched the Andre the Giant documentary, watch it. It is so good. Is Danny Tucci in it? No, unfortunately, that's the only bad note I'd say about it. Give, I mean, me, give me more Tucci. It's probably too well written for Danny yeah, Tucci. Yeah, exactly. But old horror movies versus new. I this was just playing in my mind all week. I was talking about it a lot. I talked about it on CRC FM and just to compare and contrast. Halloween and like just in terms of performance, Halloween nineteen seventy eight has a ninety eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I think I think a lot of that was nostalgia. Nostalgia yeah. Because like I was talking about it uh with Ian Crowley on a show on CRC FM and he was asking me, you know, for the younger generation, you know, kids growing up now, would they be entertained and scared by this movie? No. And I said... What did you say? I said, you know, they'll have an appreciation for it, mm. but I don't think they'll be scared by it. They could be entertained by it, yeah, because there's a few kills in it, but it's too much of a slow burn. That's the way horror movies were done back then. And I was watching a doc- not documentary, but a TV show... It's called the the movies that made us. Yeah, they do background on all these different movies, and because it's Halloween, they released 
another set of movies mm-hmm. with background on it, and one of them was Halloween. And apparently, the guy who funded this movie, like it's, it was done under his studios, mm. and he hired John Carpenter to direct it. John Carpenter, but, yeah. But did, by the way, John Carpenter before Halloween didn't do horror. Really, all comedy and drama based movies. I didn't know that. Yeah. And his breakout movie bombed in America. Breakout horror or breakout movie? Breakout movie. Okay. The the movie he did just before he got Halloween. And it bombed in America, but it did excellent in England. And Halloween was financed by an entrepreneur in England. Mm -hmm. Oh, because he liked the film? Yeah. Oh. Um, He was, yeah, so he was like, I I want to be on the ground for this. And the budget for Halloween was three hundred thousand, and it made like six million back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in today's in today's money, that's that's still nothing, really. The one rule that the head of the studio had for John Carpenter was no blood. Oh, did he follow that? Okay. Yeah, there's no blood in Halloween. All the kills are clean. Oh God, really? No one has any blood in their bodies. But like there's knives going into them to keep them yeah, standing. Yeah, there's knives going into it and they linger on it, but there's no blood. You even hang on. You even have a. I think isn't it one of the first the, the flashbacks where you actually see Mike Myers as a child kill a yeah. sister and like there's she's no topless one. and everything. So you have a child kill a topless teenage girl, but no blood. No, no. <laughs> oh, so it's only one blood. No way. <laughs> you can have a child commit murder. Yeah. No blood. Yeah. That's exactly. insane. And. They stuck to that. There was no blood being shown at all. And the fact that, they, like, again, like, just the fact that they had a budget of 300000 and they made back $6 million is astounding. You see, I, I mean, you were talking with, was talking with Aiden um, and, you know, modern audiences. I think part of the, the problem with the older films, and it's something that I have seen modern films recognise, is that um, we expect the characters in horror films to react more like us now. Look at the, the early zombie films. No one knew what, what zombies were. It's so zombie wrong. What? Zombie. Zombie? Is it zombie? Sorry, my bad. Like from Bob's Burger. Yeah, the early zombie movies. What's zombie? Yeah, go on, sorry, sorry. <laughs> in the early zombie movies, um, you know, people were stupid. People did not, re- you know, react well. They didn't know how... Like, they didn't live in a universe where people read zombie literature whereas nowadays everyone's you know talk, can talk about the zombie apocalypse we all have little yeah, so people are like, think about what people are do. doomsday prepping for so people think so, it's gonna happen. there's a fellow in america i hope to god it's america who built a like a fortress house like he, he built his house oh, that's in america to yeah. be impenetrable for zombies oh the walls and everything come up yeah i've seen that yeah but but this is the thing whereas now if you're watching a, a movie now if someone doesn't re- if someone doesn't act like we watched uh, the the what is it, Dawn of the Dead the one with Ty Burrell great film really shit but re- yeah Ty Burrell yeah he plays an asshole anyway yeah um, we watched that and it's like none of them have any idea as to how to react with a zombie whereas now if you watch for example Black Summer everyone strategy. is every, strategy strategy right away and that's the difference because now we're the, I'm going to use a fancy word now, but it's in the zeitgeist. Oh, God. Yeah, but it's, it is. You know, it, it, people are aware of of an awareness of zombie horror. Therefore, the films have to reflect that, whereas the yeah. old films don't. And Even yeah. look, Jamie Lee Curtis, sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Like, even the way she was going on about things, like, 
like if that happened now, right? Same same estate, you wouldn't have people doing that. Yeah. I you mentioned Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween, and I just want to go back to Halloween Kills. Jamie Lee Curtis is hardly in the movie. Seriously. She's in the movie, but she's sidelined. Talked about this. Halloween Kills is a continuation. It picks up right mm. where the 2018 movie left off. The fire in the house. The fire in the house. And Michael escapes because he's a fucking badass. Because he can't be killed, you know? And can, can I ask? So, it, the, there was her daughter, her daughter's husband, who was killed, I think. Yes. And then, is there a daughter's daughter? Is it a the, granddaughter? Or? Her granddaughter. So, are the, are the other two actresses, her daughter and granddaughter, still in it as well? Yes. So, it's the triage of Jamie Lee Curtis, her granddaughter, and her daughter, mm-hmm. who know how to kill, who know that Michael needs to be killed, but like... Yeah. Everything gets turned on its head in this movie. I'll just say, I've said this already, that they do like a very good job of like surprising you as an audience member because normally Michael just roams around, no one's aware of him, mm. and he goes around, fucking stabs you, kills you, puts you on a hook there, and just yeah. retreats off in the night. And there's only like one or two people who are trying to fight back, and that Michael is aware of and is looking for you know yeah he's always the boogeyman that everyone's like oh he's not real yeah yeah but he's the boogeyman for maybe one or two people one or two teenagers yeah for a movie but in this movie he's the boogeyman for an entire town so the entire town is so aware oh and because the entire town are aware yeah and they find out that he escaped that fire he kills 11 firemen by the way now there was controversy about this. This is bullshit, by the way. This well, I mean, I, I mean, I think like, so too. The fact that what, it was glorifying violence towards firemen or something like that. Yeah, that's so stupid. I can't imagine that firemen were the ones that were giving. I just couldn't that. understand that. I honestly couldn't understand that. And you, you think like, oh, if he like, if he went into like a neighborhood and killed, like eleven teachers, like teachers, like, or, like, or, like, or like people of a certain race, you think, oh yeah, like this glorifying like. Glorifying, like if you only killed like Asian people, people or, or something. Asian people or something like that, you know, you think okay, that's risky. Here. But it's firemen. It's firemen. Like these firemen had to go out and put out the fire. Mike Myers was there. You don't get killed. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing if like cops get killed. Cops get killed. Or mailman like, oh. gets killed. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was so stupid. But Mike Myers mm-hmm. was in this movie so much mm-hmm. that he wasn't scary at some point. Oh yeah, it's like when you see the the monster too soon. Yeah. Or when you see the like, even if you see the monster soon, it's like, oh, we got a glimpse of it. Mm. But it wasn't like it wasn't a glimpse of Mike Myers. It was Mike Myers is like, this is what you need to focus on. And I kind of. Do you see him at the mask? The mask's taken off him, but it, like it always never shows the it. back of his head, or like, like he's put up on a screen, like because he like uh, on TV, but then it's out of focus. Yeah. So like you know that he has like a goatee, and like his head is kind of like. He's balding. And he's it's the same hair. actor for you all the time. Yeah. And I thought, okay, maybe we'll finally see his face, but no, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't show it. But yeah, what I was saying was, like, I kind of likened it to Jaws. You know, Jaws worked because you didn't see the shark straight away or at all mm. until near the end. And even when you did kind of see, you got glimpses of it. So it's like, oh, mm. what's going to be like? When you finally saw it, there was a climactic moment. Halloween Kills took that climactic moment away. Yeah. Because every two minutes, you see Mike Myers doing something. 
I think there's a cultural aspect of it as well. When you said Jaws, made a good point. I think culturally at the time, you look at Jaws, that was Spielberg and, you know, the original John Carpenter Halloween, you know, society were afraid of the big monsters, the sharks in the water. Yeah. It was scary to have a society, you know, an all-white community, which is what it was, um, and the idea that it was perfect and, God forbid, someone, somebody came in and killed someone. Whereas now, even in Ireland, we live in, we live in uh, communities where people are killed. Yeah. Like, this idea of a murderer in your community isn't alien anymore. No. So that's that's one of the reasons I think this sort of stuff doesn't necessarily work anymore. Because yeah. we're going to... Because we're watching... Uh, tonight, we're watching Candyman 2. Yeah. Have you seen the so first Candyman? No. But is this a continuation or is this a remake? I think it's a continuation. Okay, I didn't know that. But the first one... The first one... Again, this is the point I was going to make. The first Candyman, I didn't think was scary. Because really just played on this idea of like race fear which as a 31 year old Irish person it doesn't really yeah. mean anything to me and I don't think it means much to the audiences nowadays from that context so yeah. I'm glad to see Jordan Peele kind of taking a helm of that well Jordan Peele like is such a talented director you know between us and Get Out he's proven did you that, like them? yeah I, I really I now I'm so stupid when it comes to storylines sometimes and us I was it was a bit too complicated for me in stages but Get Out was perfect. I thought it was the perfect movie. It was eerie. It was scary. Mm. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It was deeply yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think Jordan Peele did an excellent job with that. And yeah, you're right in terms of like murder is not a big thing anymore. It's kind of become normalized. And I think that's why I mentioned the blood and gore in this. It's very gory. They linger on shots. They don't need to linger on. Mm. And I think that's because... We are desensitized yeah. as a group, as an audience now. We, true crime, like, I love true crime, but it has desensitized us and its popularity has desensitized us. Mm. You know, for fun, people watch documentaries about serial killers. We don't find that stuff disturbing. We find it interesting. So that's why I think modern movies now, they go for the gore and the gushing blood and the gross out gore. Halloween did that and I was very surprised it did because as a franchise they don't normally linger on stuff too long. For instance, it has nothing to do with the plot but a fella jumps off a roof Mm -hmm. splats. It shows the body after. I mean, like, is it gross? Yeah, it's gross. Okay. The back of his head's gone and his arm is over here and his leg is over, like, it's contorted, like, and I thought, okay, What's That's, the point? Yeah, what's the point? Like, we didn't need to linger on that. No. And some of Michael Mike Myers' kills as well, they, don't, they linger on it too long as well. But be, probably because what was originally scary for society from like, yeah. the Halloween films is no longer scary. Yeah, so that's why I think that's why they have to go above and beyond with the violence and have overkill violence. So how do you scare, like this thing, how do you scare people nowadays? Because like, we're, we're not afraid of the same things that we were 20 years ago. Yeah. Horror, horror has to respond to societies. I know I'm getting very beautiful. Horror yeah. does have to respond to... Calm that down now. We're going to take it. We're going to go very lowbrow in a bit. Sorry. Me no like, but no. Yeah. Uh, no, it, but it has to respond to society's fears at the time. And I think that what Halloween started out with it has to evolve to something else. Look, I'm, I'm kind of biased because I don't really like the, the franchise. Did you like the film overall? Like? This. Yeah. 2021 film. Uh, it was enjoyable. How would you rate? Uh, I would give it like out of out of five. I would give it a three because 
they were they obviously they tried with the concept. Three is good for a Halloween yeah. movie, I think. Yeah. The things that let it down, in my opinion, were the writing. They tried to make every scene so intense, and there was a load of speeches, and like, we're going to do this, the evil dies tonight, that's, and... Gets tiring. Like, they do social commentaries on a few things, they had a social commentary on what scares kids nowadays, yeah, versus what scared them back then. There's two kids in a park uh, during, like, the community lockdown when Mike Myers on the loose, and Kyle Richards is in this movie as is well. He? It's a girl, actually. Um, she <laughs> she plays the um, she plays uh, a child that's been babysitting in the original movie. Okay. She's in. I the only reason I know her name now is because Diane watches the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever, and she's in that. Oh. But she was a she was an actress back in the day. I'm gonna look her up while you're talking. Yeah, and she reprised her role in this uh, as that child, and they were all decided to go out on a hunt on a man hunt for Mike Myers because like I said they're kind of flipping the script and hunting him down because they're tired of living in fear but they come across this park and there's two kids on a swing mm-hmm. and they're just like laughing away Kyle Richards character gets out of the car and goes oh, what are you doing out here get inside it's not safe oh, and they're like oh the boogeyman like oh this guy keeps on following us with this white mask and ask and like like staring at us he's so weird and they're not scared of him at all yeah and then the girl goes oh look he's over there and points at mike myers and doesn't even flinch and and they're like oh you're so scary mocking him <laughs> and they're mocking uh kyle richard's character as well saying oh we're like oh why are you so afraid of this like stop being a pussy like and all that kind of stuff and it isn't until they see mike myers is holding the head the, the, the decapitated head of their friend that they start to scream. Okay. So that's, again, another example of Halloween doing social commentary on what scares kids nowadays versus what scare, scared them back mm. then and actually going to those lengths to scare kids nowadays. Overall, the gore was over the top and the acting was over the top at some stage. And because it was over the top, and trying to be so intense, it came across as comedy, which mm. is never good. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis could have been in the movie a lot more. So, when was she in at the start, the middle, the end, or is it just all throughout the background? She's all throughout in the background. Like, she's never on site. She's never the one leading the charge, because she's in hospital from her attack. And she's she's old in this, so she's a grandmother. So She must be her, like an executive producer her, at this stage. She, is, her, she co-produced this, co-produced ah, this okay. with... Um, the original director. Ah, uh, okay. I get you. So, sorry, she... Wait, hang on, with John Carpenter? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So she's... I can't believe he's still involved in this. Yeah. And she's in the background in the hospital, but she's kind of, she wants to go out and fight, but her, her daughter doesn't let her. And this is kind of like her daughter taking the reins. Is she the main... Who's the main character then? The main character, I think, is Mike Myers. Uh, okay. Like, there's too many characters going on. Like, so it's all the original characters come back and they want revenge. So, like, the kids who were being babysitted on that night. Then it can't be scary, I think, though. Yeah. Or as scary. And the whole movie is about, in my opinion, is Jamie Lee Curtis's character passing the torch to her daughter. Okay. To kill Mike Myers. But that doesn't work. (laughs) Because Mike Myers can't be killed. 
It's bottom line. This is the thing. He's a, he's immortal. Not yeah. actually, but like they've made him immortal. They've, they've yeah. tried to kill him so many fucking times. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. And there was times during this movie where they actually got him in their sights and then they stopped smashing his head in and they stopped shooting him. Like, fucking decapitated. Yeah. He can't, like, evil can't walk around without a head. And they do play in that whole thing of, like, they have a few scenes there where, where Jamie Lee Curtis's character is talking to the cop. And yeah. she's like, oh, well, you know, evil is going to affect us and... Michael will never stop. We can't stop evil. And that's the whole premise. Evil is going to survive no but matter he's, what. But he's a man, though. He's just yeah. a human. He's and a... that's what I'm saying. Like They can't... That worked in the first movie. Yeah. In 1978. They can't work now because... People are afraid of the concept of evil now. They're fucking shooting his body. Like, yeah. How is he still walking it's around? It's comical. It's bullshit. Man. Yeah. And I just think they... In a way, they should be proud of themselves because they've written a character that they cannot kill. I mean, and they're going to yeah. get constant movies out of it. They have got constant movies out of it, and I don't know how this movie is going to do in the box office. It's not doing well in the ratings, but to be honest, people who could go see it and hate it, but everyone's going to want to go see a new horror movie no matter what. So this could do well in the box office. The fact that they've already lined up a, another movie for next year speaks to the fact that they think they're going to need another movie. Mm. You know, or that they want another movie. Yeah, I think that I if they want if they want my advice, and, and I really think that John Carpenter should take my advice. Yeah, yeah, obviously, because your expertise. I assume he listens to this. Oh yeah, uh, so John, if you're listening, what I think you should do is uh, first five minutes of the next Halloween film, uh, kill him off, kill off Mike Myers explicitly, no doubt about it. Have him actually die in some sort of horrific, traumatic way, and have somebody kill him. Okay, and this new killer take over yeah but no more mask okay no more mask make it make it make it something else okay you might think you can't get rid of the mask get rid of the mask okay Okay. kill mike myers have a new killer and make it something more sinister not just this masked monster okay because i was gonna say like if you kill him off you need to have a replacement and maybe you know lean on the fact that he, he has evil inside of him Mm-hmm. Maybe go like mythical with it, supernatural, like, maybe supernatural, but and like have him breathe the evil. Into, yeah, into uh, yeah. The lean into it. Be honest. Lean, lean the fuck into it. Like, yeah. You know, because there has to be an explanation why he can't be killed. And if you give a physical explanation, people be like, people will put up with the fact that oh yeah, he's been shot. Yeah, he, his head has been stomped on. Yes, he is like he can't walk. How is he still alive? He's a ghost or he's a demon. Yeah. I think for for me. I don't find stuff scary if I feel like it could happen in real life. Because I, I immediately think, well, if I had a gun, I could kill him. The stuff that I find scary is supernatural. Because then I'm not like, oh, I killed a ghost. Yeah. And look, I'm not, I'm probably very arrogant of me, but I do think if I was in any of the Halloween movies, I wouldn't die. And I think I would kill him. I wouldn't die either, because I would move. <laughs> but evil follows Kyle. No, it doesn't. Not Your house, there's a lot of glass in this house. I don't, I mean... I wouldn't feel very safe here, to be honest. I mean, that's just the same in general, you know. I think okay, it's bad, okay. bad choice in, in home ownership anyway. But okay, like, so it's going to criticise <laughs> my life choices. <laughs> Although yeah. I live out in the countryside, so it's probably, you know, much of a muchness. But, like, I, I just think, you start, like, the final scene, stand in the middle of the kitchen, have your gun now, he'll eventually come out. Like, don't go looking for him. Yeah, but we need... Work? We need characters to make stupid decisions so they can die. That's why I would I would make a bad yeah. horror film. I would just live. I'd kill them. Yeah. Game over. 
why are all these characters making such smart decisions? <laughs> it would be a different film. It'd just be a rom-com. Yeah. Fights of horror and then the last hour is be us making the podcast. <laughs> Someone step out of the shadows and just say, I'm here, kill me. Like, <laughs> um, no, but Halloween as a franchise, it's going the same way as all the rest of them. They're relying on jump scares. They're relying on gross-out gore. And to be honest, it's going to put butts in seats. And you can't blame them for that. But again, do you think I, there should be? Do you think there's, there's? What do you think should be the next old uh, movie franchise to be reborn like this? Mm. I mean, Halloween is kind of uh, had to stay now. Yeah. Do you, like, is there any old, any other old franchise that you'd bring back? I was thinking about that earlier on. Mm, I'm just trying to kind of look at my notes here. Maybe. Um. I would I say know. The Grudge, personally. The Grudge? Yeah, cause, or even, you know, the original Japanese Juon. Maybe um, Friday the 13th? Or Nightmare on Elm Street? They, they had, yeah, they, they, they had a chance with Nightmare on Elm Street a couple of years ago. And Friday the Jason, wasn't it? No, it was... It was oh, the they did a reboot. Which, yeah, they did a reboot. And, oh, what's her name? The actress Tara something? Tara Egerton? No, it was, a, it was a woman. I forget her name. She was in. She was. She, she played. Oh, I know who it is. The girl. It's the girl. Uh, Stanley Tucci. No, Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Rooney Mara. Stanley Tucci. Um, Rooney Mara played um, the main girl in that movie, and she said it was hell. She said it was a really bad experience. Why? I just think the hours or something like that. Mm. And it was like I don't that's, know. Is that that's Wes Craven, isn't it? Directly. Yeah. But I think like they could do that. They could do that right if they tried, or maybe Pinhead or something like that. There is a thing about Pinhead coming back. Uh, I think some of the, I think they've actually recast. I saw a bit of controversy. I mean, the least controversial thing. But I think they've recast Pinhead as a woman. Again, Pinhead is kind of a cool idea. Again, I did find. Did you ever watch it? No. It's a Hellraiser, isn't it? Hellraiser. Yeah. I never found that scary, man. No. Like again. What were the worst horror? Like, what's a bad horror film in your eyes? Then, like, what do you think is bad? Because I'm very critical. I think you're kinder at this. What do you? Uh... Think, what's not a good horror? And what's not a good horror film? There's so many. <laughs> There's one of oh, like the good horror, the good, the bad ones. I can't think of the name. Because there's so like, many, you don't remember, remember them. They're not memorable. Uh, they're not memorable. Uh, I suppose it's it tried to be like a horror movie. It's not like it's not a conventional horror movie. The Happening. Oh man, that's uh, what's his face? M Night Shyamalan. Oh my god. Just trying to throw everything at the wall, seeing what sticks. And the, the two main actors are Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I mean, what was happening there? There's a clip of Mark Wahlberg during takes going up to M. Night Shyamalan and being like, well, if we do this, how is this supposed to make sense in the script? And M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> basically like, just do that. <laughs> so... It's bad with Mark Wahlberg yeah, as the person Mark Wahlberg's sense. like... like <laughs> he plays a science, a science teacher, but like, where do all the bees go? Where are the bees gone? Like, and it's, it's, he has this optimism in his voice whenever he speaks. And it's kind of like, hey, how you doing? Like, I hated that movie, but I loved it at the same time because it was, so, like, you know those movies are so bad, they're good? Yeah. Like, there was a scene where, like, if you haven't seen The Happening, grass makes you kill yourself. That's the, <laughs> that's the plot of it. The grass is speaking to people and... Um, well, it's all plant life. And basically, it's making people commit suicide. The yeah. opening scene is really shocking, but then it gets old. Yeah. And then you have these, yeah. you just have a group of people wandering around yeah. in the field. All these plants are cyberbullying people. 
to commit suicide because they're saying, oh, we're going to tell <laughs> all... That? You're cyberbullying <laughs> me. They're going to tell all the kids at school how lame you are um, and how much of a dipshit you are. No, but, uh, yeah, the plans. Oh, what? Nick Cage. Wickerman. Oh, I'm going to get Nick Cage here, Terry. Lovely. Can I just finish off with the hat? Sorry, go on. I'm, I'm going off yeah. topic. No, you're not. You're not. You're just planning ahead, and I love it. But, yeah, Mark Wahlberg finds out that the grass is killing people. There's people who go into the zoos and let the tigers eat them. Yeah. There's people who stand underneath construction sites and wait for hammers to drop. Drive their cars into trees. There's one fellow that, like, turns on his lawnmower, sets it to go, and then lies down on the ground. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and then, like... But the best scene in that movie is Mark Wahlberg talking to a plant <laughs> and trying to negotiate with this house plant, who he obviously he obviously can tell, oh, this one's the leader. So he's like, hey, hey, he actually walks and like I would get up, but you wouldn't be able to hear me. He gets up, he get, well, he walks into his room and he has his hands up. I was like, hey, hey, I just want to talk to you for a minute. <laughs> And he's trying to negotiate and be like, hey, can you stop all this? Can you, can you do something? Like, the plan is not going to be like, ah, Mark, wish I could, man, but higher ups. Yeah. Like, you, and besides, you're not Stanley Tucci. And, like, and, like, and you. like, you've had your, you've had your time. It's, it's our time to rise now. The plans will rise now. It's our earth now. You know? <laughs> oh, by the way, you said Nicolas Cage won't get into that now, but I'm just planning ahead. We have to talk about, not after earth, what is it? That horrible Scientology movie made by John Travolta. What horrible Scientology movie made by John Travolta? Let's talk about Nicolas Cage. I'm actually going to look it up while we're talking because we have to talk about that. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, this there's this kind of... There's, there's a film that came out recently which I thought was very like Wicker Man in, in style, but it was very good. It was um, Midsummer, And I thought Midsummer was a real trip. That was, that was cool. I... Got half it through it, but like it's a lot of work. Yeah, to be honest, like there's not a. I would just get the horror. Like yeah, there's a lot of her. She's dealing with grief as yeah, well. Yeah, she's dealing with a lot of grief, and I actually lo- I love Florence Pugh. I think she's a great actress, very talented. She was in Marvel's Black Widow. She's the best part about that movie. And I actually I've only ever seen her in Midsummer. Okay, well, like I, you know, she's dating Zach Braff. So. Was that, hang on, I'm thinking of Zac Efron. She's not. She is. Seriously? Yeah. Hang on, isn't she like in her 20s and he's like yeah, like in his know. 60s or something? I don't mind that. That's Maybe grand. Like, Zac Braff is dating Florence Pugh. He's doing grand. <laughs> but uh, Nicola, I, I, but I, I think she actually got a lot of abuse like on her Instagram because she put up a, like, a picture of her and him for his birthday. And she gets a lot of abuse for dating him, which I don't think she should like because like... Well, unless, unless she's like a couple of marriage and yeah, like, she's, she's an adult, he's an adult. Yeah, so like fucking like, I hate when people like get on to people like, for the age differences, like, I think like, we're going off topic now, but like, you love who you love, that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. like like for example, like, like you know, what, what is it, like 24 years between you yeah. and Leanne? And it would be different, like, you know, it's different for her obviously because she's in the limelight and she's a very prominent actress. So people are, her fans are obviously going to be like, Oh, you deserve better, and feel like they ha- they deserve. And she's funny and talented. Yeah. He yeah. has no talent. Yeah. He's not funny. <laughs> but he Scrubs is iconic. So I haven't forgiven them for that that season. Say what you want. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Um, I'm, was, I'm not here to make friends. I'm, he, I'm here for violence. He was in one. He was in. I'm here to fuck shit up. 
he was uh, in one episode and then he voiced over the rest. Yeah, didn't band. like it at all. But uh, yeah, so the unforgettable for that, but, but so, like it's still better than Cougar Town. Uh, Nick Cage, Wicker Man. Nick Cage, Wicker Man. That was the side. Absolutely note. ridiculous. Yeah, but ridiculous was good. He punched the, a woman in a bear suit. The bees! Bees! Yeah. Like he rot no, he didn't punch a woman in a bear suit. He punched a woman in like a pub. And just knocked her clean out. An old one, too. Yeah. And then he was in a bear suit and he robbed he robbed a woman at gunpoint and stole her bike. Just for her bike. Give me your bike. It's an absolute trip. Yeah. But it's bad. Nick Cage, I think we all know that Nick Cage just takes these roles because he needs to. He's not taking them for the good of his health. Is, it, is he broke or something? Or yeah, he, like, he apparently goes... He would have fucked over the IRS. Would he not make more money if he made better acting choices? No? Like, if he wants advice, I can give him a call. You know, I can make... Yeah, well, the, well, again, like, John Carpenter, Nick oh, Cage... This is, this is how you change up Halloween, right? S- the very start, face reveal, we finally say, it's Nick Cage. Nick Cage is yeah. my heart. Well, in all fairness, Nick Cage should have been a lot of characters. He should have been Superman. Remember... Uh, no? No, man. Are you talking Henry Cavill? No, I'm talking Nick Cage. But are you talking about, like, which shipman? Like, Chris Reeves or... No, yeah, yeah. No, no, no it was, it was going to be Tim Burton's imagination. Oh, Jesus. Superman Tim Burton. And... Oh, not Kevin Jones. What was his name? Um, Kevin Smith was supposed to be directing it. Kevin... S- what kind of weird, like... Look, oh. look, look it up. Look! Look up the. Um, I'm gonna look up the picture to show it's you. Tim Burton's. Uh, I think it's Tim. I think no, no. It's actually it's not Tim Burton. He's the director. It's Kevin Smith's. I'm gonna look it up, but like Nick Cage is Superman. You know, you know. It's like uh, Ben Affleck is Batman. I think so. I think he's been quite popular, but I hate him. I think he's so bad. I the only Batman, the last Batman movie I watched was with Heath Ledger, and I, to be honest, like that was so good. And I haven't watched much uh, much else of Batman. The death of Superman lives. Oh my God! Look at Nicolas Cage in a, yeah. in a Superman suit. I've seen them. I've seen them. That would have been such an interesting oh, movie. And what was what was the? Oh, they have a cast out and everything. Tim Burton was was attached to it. Uh, John Peters. Uh, no one really else that. I mean, I don't recognize a single person. I feel like the only sane person on that list is Kevin Smith, who's like, this is hilarious. Like I think, like I think Kevin Smith does things because he thinks it's funny. Yeah. You would though. Yeah, apparently, he um, he did a movie called Cop Out with Tracy Morgan and oh, Bruce God. Willis, and Bruce Willis was such a dickhead. I mean, the two of them are Tracy Morgan. Ever supposed to push, just both just like, like up their own hole, aren't they? I but don't know about you, Tracy Morgan, but, but like, did he fuck to her? Apparently, Tracy Morgan's a prick. I mean, uh, like. Complete slander, by the way. I have no evidence to this, but like, like I, I'm kind of worried now that like I'm going to get your podcast shut down for all the stuff I'm saying. I'm well, not, well, it's all hearsay, so Prove it's not here. It's not hearsay. Tracy Morgan's a fuck, and He's, that is Chris's opinion. That my opinion is that he. That's how he, that's how you stop from getting sued. It's my opinion. It's not fact. Kyle told me that Tracy Morgan's a brick. Okay, so no, I did not. <laughs> this, is, this is just all going to be edited out anyway it's yes, going to be completely this, gone this is going to be caught <laughs> no but I was talking I was saying that John Travolta did a movie 
for Scientology. Yeah, what was this? I've never heard of this. I think it's called, um, fuck, it's called something Earth. Oh shit, this is uh, um, After Earth or something? No, that's, we no, say no. That. I was going to say I think, I, I think this is like weird Klingon things. Yeah. I think I know. And it tells the story of L. Ron Hubbard's, you know, his whole Scientology, which is all bullshit. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Absolute dog shit. Is that a Scientology movie? Yeah, they're all wearing stilts the whole time and like lifts in their shoes and they look like fucking Whoa. aliens. And Forrest Whitaker's in the Forrest, film. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker's in it. What? And it is the most dog shit movie ever. Let me know up on Anchor FM if, if you've seen that. And by the way, let me know up on Anchor FM what your favourite horror movie is. We've been talking a lot about horror movies in this episode. I want to continue talking about it because I still have a few things I want to get through. But again, let me know your favourite and um, your favorite and give me your like if you have a top five list because chris came prepared i didn't expect him to because he's very lazy as a person and if you um, also if you if you want to know if you if you want me on again guys and i can just, tell you more about uh yeah. things that make kyle cry again we could we you know tarzan soundtrack for example was it a bug's life bounce that we could cry to yeah the crossover episode yeah yeah, okay. yeah the, the crossover episode yeah <laughs> you dickhead <laughs> oh no hang on land before time no. Little fop. Mama. She deserved to die. Okay, okay, fine. When I cry, anyone who cried at that would never say that. So, <laughs> best thing about Lambert four times is fucking spice. Eating everything and anything. God helped his indigestion. The sarcasm coming from his eyes. You can't see it, but it <laughs> is fucking deafening. I'm, I'm really excited to watch um, this next Jordan Peele movie, though, genuinely, because I've loved all his stuff. I'm not. Why not? Is he just... No, disrespect to Jordan Peele, but I just fucking hate horror movies. Do you not like, but why do you want, like, I like getting scared. Like, I'm going to be yeah, shitting today. cool, that's good for you. And then you go and do that. I'm not going to do it. Like, have you told your, your captive audience about the haunted house experience that we went through? No. Oh, you didn't do it with us? Didn't do it with you. Okay, so, so pe- uh, people out in podcast land, uh, if you want... Uh, if you want to start up, you know, what it was, a petition, an online petition to get Kyle to come uh, to a haunted house at me, just write in, text in, I can give you Kyle's address, uh, his bank details, whatever you want. I think we should do this. You should do a haunted house experience with me. What would I benefit from that? I will leave you alone. No, you won't. If you do it once. You won't. Like, you I won't. will. You won't. You because that's just opening the door. Chris will go to those fucking haunted houses over America where they fucking... Tie you up and they slap you and they're like, yeah, to say to it's an experience. No, they fucking almost kill you. I remember watching those videos on YouTube. They can't actually kill you. They can, they can accidentally kill you. No, they can, they, they can hurt you, but that's it though. Yeah, but like, like, what if you're allergic to latex and they fucking tie you up like a pig? Well, I know I'm not allergic to latex, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, but like, you don't know that. <laughs> I fucking do. You know? <laughs> but like, no, there's no sane reason for me to like I shit my pants watching the movie I would get oh off your back God. I'd get off your back I would I, I, I'd that's okay I can carry you around I do not <laughs> care I would rather deal with you being like oh do you want to do this do you want to do this and say no to you several times uh, over the next over the next 10 years of our life okay well then, I, I'll, I'll take charge of the uh, online uh, of the online um, you know the petition to get you going Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, see how that goes for you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get like you know Tom Segura and Burke Kreischer involved in this too. Oh, I fucking love those too. 
There's like you go to a haunted house a day ask you to fucking do it, wouldn't you? I'd do anything for Tom. Prick Tom and Bert. Fuck you. You'd do anything for Tom and Bert too. I I I I'd do anything for you first. No, you won't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, no. Tom and Bert, by the way, like just love we we bonded over that podcast during lockdown. I don't know, like we don't Was it lockdown when we started this? That's mad. Yeah. Uh, it was I think it was a bit before lockdown, but that podcast, you know, Two Bears One Cave and your mom's house are so good. Oh, wait till we get to start. I didn't even realize. Wait till we start getting all the the COVID nineteen horror films, you know. Yeah, true. lockdown horror, you know. But there has been like a very real COVID nineteen movie already, Contagion. I guess that was actually pretty accurate compared to considering what we've done. Yeah. The only thing they didn't have was the fucking anti vaxxers you know. Yeah, but. On to, like, not lesser, not lesser horror movies is the word, but less intense horror movies. Hocus Pocus. The Witches. Now, that's actually the first film I ever saw in my life. Okay. So, when that, that came out in Halloween when I was about maybe five, and I was in America, visit my aunt, uh, and they took a five-year-old me to see it in cinema, and apparently I just screamed the entire time. It traumatized me. Really? Wow. Leanne loves those two movies, Hocus Pocus and The Witches. I actually ordered... Oh, Witches is fucked up. Witches is scary, though. Yeah. I haven't seen The Witches. Oh, no. I haven't seen The Witches. But I know Leanne loves that movie, so I went on redbubble.com. This is not a sponsor, by the way. Um, not yet. Not, not yet. Redbubble, your move. You and, too, Stanley Tucci. You know where we live. <laughs> but what you call it? I went on Redbubble and ordered two Halloween t-shirts for us. You know, so she can like wear them on Halloween. And I, mean, I got. Have you. Have, have, have they come yet? It's like the 29th. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're already. Okay, here. I thought you meant to do the say. No, 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 no. I, I, I did that like a That'd week ago. That'd be such an easy thing to do as well. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll save that for Christmas. November 5th. I'll save that for Christmas. <laughs> right, go on. But yeah, I uh, got her a. I got her like a squad t shirt. It was like. It's a squad and has like the three Sanderson sisters from. Oh, uh, that's cool. Focus, focus. And then I have the a T-shirt for her. I got her a T-shirt with the original movie poster of mm. the witches oh, on the broomsticks. Yeah, oh, I love that. So I like when they came. She was like so surprised and she loved them. And yeah, the. Can I tell you something about that? Uh, it was only last year, and I and I'm ashamed to admit it. But it's only last year that I realized that Sarah Jessica Parker is one of the witches. Oh God. I didn't realize it was her. Why? Because I would have. I have no other context. I don't watch Sex and the City, and yeah, I just. But you know what she looks like. Yeah, but you, first of all, she doesn't. She has prosthetics on her face. But second of all, I, I saw the movie first when I was very young. When does it in Sex and the City? No, in Hocus Pocus. No, she fucking does. She looks different. She's fucking in her twenties. She's got yes, and she's got a nose, classic nose thing on her. No, she doesn't. Does she? I mean, does God, she? That's really bad. That's. A, Look what she up. does. Um, no, I don't think she does. I, I know it's stupid, but I genuinely never made the connection. No, that's, yeah, in all fairness, like, I can't think of any, like, times that, like, it t- took me ages for the coin to drop with something like that, but I understand, just like. But in all fairness, you're not looking at Cedric Parker in that, like, Bette Midler. Is it Bette Midler? Oh, no, that's her real nose. Never mind. It, it's not Bette Midler. Yeah, Bette Midler. Bette Midler is the star of that. And who, the, you know, my favourite is, uh, what, who is it, Tia, or what's her name? The 
No, Kathy Najime. Yeah, the um, I love her. She's brilliant. Yeah, she's in the Sister Act. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's very good in Sister Act. Love that. But I'm thinking of other bad, like modern bad horror movies. Okay, I want to talk about Ouija. Have you seen Ouija? Uh, no, I know, I know the the board game. Spoiler alert! It's shit. I mean, it's about a board game. So yeah. yeah, it's about a board game, the Ouija board game, and they made three movies of these. They made three fucking movies. Mm-hmm. What happens in all the movies? Oh, they have a Ouija board. They summon a ghost. The ghost doesn't want to be there and kills people. Oh, laddie da, that's so shit. Uh, what else? Am I like? I've seen Bye Bye Man. What's Bye Bye Man? That sounds horrific. It is the most iconic movie of our generation. No, it's absolute crap. Bye bye, man. These are movies. It sounds like something that lives on like 4chan or YouTube. And it's kind of like a, you know, it's the certain, bye bye man. The bye bye man, yeah. 2017. There are certain movies that are released in January. that are horror movies, and they just bomb. Oh. January is the month for horror movies to bomb. Fun fact: Just looking up, God, YouTube is like Google is amazing. The guy who plays the bye bye man. Mm-hmm. Do you know, know who he is? No. Doug Jones, the guy who plays the Bye Bye Man, is the guy who plays oh, uh, the Hell zombie in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, and he's also in you, seem, you did not seem impressed with that at all. I oh, did, like, I just, he's, I, I he just, just, He's the Fishman thing. Yeah, in Hellboy. Yeah. yeah. The reason I wasn't totally impressed by that is because I was getting my train of thought out. You bitch. Oh. No, I'm going to miss no, he's yeah, not messing, but that's okay. No, yeah, yeah, like the veil, the, the, the veil dropped there for a minute. No, I'm not messing. Um, no, yeah, Doug Jones. Yeah, he um, yeah, he played um, Billy. In is he like Hocus a Hocus. special effects? Not special, but he's like. A, is he like ripped? Is that? Is... No, I think he's a very tall, slender man. Oh, he's just speaking of things. Slender, slender man. man. Yeah, like started off as like a, a, a game. Yeah. And I think it's very popular, like to like those kind of January horror movies. They are very popularized, and then they not popularized, but like the January horror movies are ones that are based on myth and like legends. So the Bye Bye Man, Grace. yeah, the Bye Bye Man, and have you seen Slender Man? The, the Irish stuff. No. Um. It's a. Uh, it's um. It's an Irish Irish film. Uh, it was Anna Page. Okay. It's you know uh, the guy Tom Von Lawler from Love Hate. Tom Von Lawler. Yeah. No, Tom Von. Okay, so it's it's a uh, God. I'm trying to think of the name of the movie now, but uh, it's it's basically uh, it's called The Cured. The Cured. Okay. Yeah, and basically it's it's post zombie uh, global pandemic. Sorry. Okay. And basically, they, they found a cure for like 90% of people who were zombies. And right. they're reintegrating these former zombies. Oh, I think I, I think I remember you talking about this. You need to watch it. It's amazing. Okay. And it's, uh, to be honest, it's not really that scary. It's more like a political thriller. Okay. It's a really weird take on zombies. It's good. I'd recommend it. Highly recommend it. Definitely. After, like, there's certain movies like I, I look at, like, like The Conjuring. The Conjuring. I wouldn't mind watching The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Conjuring, as Chris says. Very wrongly. It's, but, there's no wrong way to say it. It's the conjuring. Okay, but like it's wrong if the majority of people say it a certain way. Yeah, and the majority of people say it the way I say and it. And you don't conjure up something. You conjure something. If I conjure... What the fuck are you? It's conjuring. It's not. Let me know on Anchor FM how you say it, the conjuring. Is it the right way? Like conjuring or the wrong way? Like conjuring. You're a fucking conjuring. Yes. Mm. 
Um, besides that, like what, like what other like horror movies did you grow up watching? Oh God, did I grow up watching? Um, I never grew up with the older stuff. I was never yeah. a fan of, um, you know, the early like things like the thing. I only got into that recently. So for me, it was stuff like Scream, you know, okay. or uh, what's that one? It's I'm trying to think. It's like Scream. It's Urban Legend. Urban Legend, that that kind of teen slasher nineties. That was my horror stuff for the longest you time. Watching Goosebumps. I read Goosebumps. I didn't watch it. I think that was nerd. 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 Um, um, no, I'm trying to figure. Yeah, yeah. Because we were like, again, me and you aren't we aren't big on horror movies. You're getting into them a bit more. Yeah, um, I I didn't actually really like them when I was younger. I was too afraid. I'm yeah. still afraid now, but I like that. Yeah. Well, like I said, I walked out of it housing twice. So. I mean, that, My childhood was not filled with horror movies. No, me neither. I would have walked them too. The reason I like the old tradition movies is because they don't scare me as much. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm able for them. I know what you mean. Whereas I'm not able for like these movies where it goes quiet all of a sudden and then something pops out and a big noise. like That's just head-wrecking to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, you want to see like like Cabin in the Woods. Again, more of an entertaining watching yes. movie that's scary and also different angle I really, I really it was very meta you know I really like the I, I like the ending where you saw all the monsters very yeah. um, and actually um, you're aware like the whole SCP secure containing protect that, that kind of universe yeah it's and they're they're making a game and a movie with SCP at the moment so okay. that should be quite creepy wasn't Sony Weaver in that movie at the end of it she was she was like the leader of like the underground group or whatever that was trying to sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, at the end, I got a bit bored. I was like, okay, let's just get up with now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like, I didn't watch Freddy vs. I, I watched Freddy vs. Jason there last Halloween with the end. You laugh her holes off. You know, Kelly Rowland is in that movie. Kelly Rowland is not in that film, is she? Kelly Rowland is in that movie. She has no business and being she calls, in that calls. She, she calls. Um, she did it. She was like, calls um, not Freddy. Is it? Yeah, it's Freddy gay or something like that. Seriously? Yeah. And like, you know when you know when actors, not actors, but you know, in a certain stage during a horror movie, a character tries to stand up to the. Yeah. She had that moment and kind she of like, gets killed. Kind of like Buster Rhymes did in Halloween. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Remember Buster Rhymes like mm. bust through the window. That was a real like late nineties thing, wasn't it? To have or like yeah. early 2000s to have people like. Buster Rhymes and Kelly Rowland in these spots. And Buster Rhymes fought him with karate. Did he? He must have died though. Oh, I doubt it. Buster Rhymes is not going to die in his in our movies. Like, no, like, like I'm going to live. I like LL Cool J in Deep Blue Sea. I never saw that. I know that in Deep. It was a Deep Blue Genetically Blue. altered shark. Oh God. Oh, is that the one where Samuel Jackson? Yeah. Gave that big gets, long speech and, and gets killed by the shark. Boom, gets killed. Yeah. Like, that's so funny. And okay, you, you wouldn't expect um, Samuel Jackson to be killed off in a movie like that because he's, like, a big name. You wouldn't expect him to, him to die and for El Cool J to, to live. No, you wouldn't expect that at all. What are, like, I'm trying to think as well, like, Hills Have Eyes. Oh, you know what? I, again, I thought that was... That's part of the whole... Hill really that's but basically it's like to me it's like torture porn. I never got into that shit. Yeah. Like, or like saw. To me it's just gore for the sake of gore and it's not yeah. scary. No, yeah, it is. Especially when they play gross, up stuff like also like, like rape and sexual assault. Like that's yeah. not really like a, a tool for horror. It's just kind of yeah. okay, you're making everyone uncomfortable, you know? 
What about the descent? Is that the one where they go into the Paris catacombs? No, the descent is where the the, the... they go into the caves. It's these the they. they oh, bad! I didn't like that. The ending is pretty good. The ending. The for anyone who hasn't watched the descent, give it a look. But it's basically this group of friends go wandering in a cave. Because people do that. Yeah. And. It's exclusively all female casks. No? Yeah, it is, and they get lost, and then they find out there's a group. There's a group of subterranean people. subterranean people who are cannibals, and they're basically demons. They look like demons, and they keep and they just kill them and eat them, basically. Yeah, but like the the there's a very good twist ending at the end of it, um. But yeah, the descent is very good in terms of like the concept and, like when you have an when you have characters in an enclosed space, it just amplifies everything, doesn't it? Yeah, I to be honest, I was with it. I was liking the descent up until uh, up until we saw the creatures, and it for me, it's I think it's, it's the thin line between how soon you actually see the monster or the creature or the killer, and I think that they showed their played their cards too early. And yeah. after the first time I saw them, it was no longer scary for me. It is uh, very much about timing in that, in that. It is. Yeah, timing is. Very purposeful. You like, sound like the the radio host from Parks and Rec. It's very much about timing. timing. Yeah, I mean, our listeners like jazz. Yeah, um, oh. but yeah, timing is a big thing in those like in those movies. Like we said with Jaws, with Halloween, it's about how much screen time you give the entity or the character or the villain, mm. and it is very much a climactic thing. Yeah, and showing your hand too early, like you said, can take away the climax. And kind of blow your load too early, if you will. Um, bit of gross that humor there for you. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't want to end the episode right now. I, like I think we're coming to an end, a natural end. But I'm gonna make it unnatural and keep on going. But yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna get awkward and it's gonna have yeah, to leave. Yeah. Um, or I'm gonna be like, or I'm gonna, have to go and I'm gonna be like, oh, Chris, stay, please. I'm gonna act really disinterested in what you're saying. So how's no. that any different from any other day? Yeah, exactly. Oh, self-burn me, actually. I was a self-burn. Yeah. Self-burn. Um, <laughs> Our relationship is a sham. <laughs> um, Come on, natural ending. Natural ending. <laughs> okay. I'm going to know. No, no. Overall, Halloween is... You know, I, I, you asked me. You asked me at the start my top three Halloween films. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, what on, are your on. top three Halloween films? Top three, okay. Top three. I would definitely say like the traditional movies are up there, but in terms of top three, get out because and Chris is walking up. Oh, sorry, you mean the film? Get out is definitely up there. I think Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. and Halloween. It has, to, it has to be traditional ones. Ooh. Get out is in there because the concept was so unique, and Jordan Peele just did a great job. With casting in that, uh, Daniel Kalula was so good as Chris in that in that movie, and it was just so creepy. But yeah, the traditional movies do it for me. A lot of times, the modern movies they do kind of come and go, and there's not a lot of there's some uniqueness to them. So, so some movies, modern horror movies are great. Mm. They do a great job with them, but others just fade into the background. And like I said, January seems to be the month for horror movies to bomb. And they come out with all these bad horror movies. And 
I just feel like horror movies is a genre I'm not I don't gravitate towards them, mm. but when I do, it's for just the traditional movies. What are your expectations of the movie tonight? I fully expect not, not to eat a lot mm-hmm. because I'm going to end up shaking things around. <laughs> and I also expect for us to be holding each other very yeah. tight during this. You don't have Leanne tonight, uh, yeah, so you're yeah. going to need me. I expect us to be holding hands during the whole thing and I expect to be wearing a hoodie so I can pull my hood over my face. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm going to bring a hoodie too, just so I yeah. can do that. In that video that we were talking about earlier on on WhatsApp, the second video I have my hoodie. You hold up, I saw that, yeah. yeah. Or a pillow. For me, yeah. I, a, I like to hide under the pillow, but the hood is a good idea too. Yeah. But no, I fully expect like to be scared, but also to get a tiny bit of a thrill out of it because I, I felt that way with Halloween when I went to go see it in the cinema. I felt scared. Sorry, I felt scared, but I also felt like, oh yeah, I'm facing my fears a bit, and there's a certain adrenaline rush that comes with that as well. Mm. I think that's what people go to see horror movies to begin with. But yeah, I really enjoyed having you on, Chris. Thanks for having me. This yeah. has been fun. I really it's enjoyed way, it. Way longer episode than I thought. This is actually the longest episode that I've done so far. Yay! And, but um, hopefully, that the sound was okay. Um, and let me know up on Anchor FM if it sounded alright and let me know on, up on Anchor FM what you thought of the episode and your favourite horror movies again if you have a list that's great and let me know what you thought again of Halloween Kills and the original horror Halloween what, what are your thoughts um, this is where I'm going to wrap up the episode again you can always find my podcast Finding Yourself up on Anchor FM and Spotify I also have a YouTube channel, the Finding Yourself podcast, where you can check out um, highlights from each episode and promos for the podcast. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.